content provided in this podcast is for general information purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect that of the Mississauga Board of Trade. Heading into a closing conversation with a prospect is always a little nerve-wracking. No matter how impressed they seem during the demo or how enthusiastic your point of contact is, there's always a chance your deal won't pan out. So what's the easiest way to close a business deal or get a sale? To help us with the conversation is sales guru, Linda Kern. Linda is the president of the Kern Group, providing a sales growth process and unique tools for driving sales results. Welcome, Linda. Thanks, David. Well, Linda, I was so looking forward to this conversation because I didn't know there was an easy way to close a sale. So I'm excited to uh, you know to learn uh, this after you know spending some 30 years uh, on the sales side of things. So, um, uh, and 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 gee, was I wish there was a silver bullet, but I. I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me there's not a silver bullet must be there's some stuff that has to lead up to this. So uh, why don't we get the tell me what the building blocks are for sure. So the most important thing along each step of your sales process, whether it's a very first meeting on a new excuse me, new opportunity, follow up meetings, you might do a demo or some sort of, uh, you know, product proof of concept. Uh, But the most important thing leading up to the close at every stage of the sale is to get a next step. Mm -hmm. It is critically important to think about that next step before you go into those meetings, plan for that next step. And that next step becomes like your outcome, your end game. Sometimes I call it a destination that you're you're trying to get to, Um, but it is critically important. And there are some rules around that, too. Linda, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm truly uh, amazed uh, at with some salespeople that they don't set an agenda for the meeting. So we don't know what. So what are we going to accomplish at the end of this meeting? Are you going to ask me for a yes, no? Are you going to ask me for another appointment? Um, how important is it to to set up that agenda or expectation uh, at the very, very beginning of the meeting? It is critically important. It's all about at the beginning of the meeting with that agenda that ideally you've sent in advance that you tell the prospect what's going to happen in that meeting and really most importantly, what will happen at the end of the meeting. Mm -hmm. And that way, when you do get to the end of the meeting and you are asking for a next step meeting or to move to meeting more decision makers or demo or whatever, that they know it's coming and it makes it so much easier for you. Why don't people send an agenda? What are what, what, are they scared that the agenda is going to terrify the prospect and they might cancel the meeting? <laughs> but isn't that better? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be better to get again, yes or no, better than maybe. <laughs> but um, honestly, I don't. I think they don't know to do it. You know, whenever I'm working with a sales team and that you know that part of the training or the coaching comes up and I mention it to them, it's like, oh, that's a great idea. So I think they just don't know it. I would say if you do know it and you've been selling for a long time, it's maybe something that's just kind of slipped. You've forgotten or you've gotten away from it. Um, that's it, that's easy to have happen too. But what I say to salespeople is throughout the sales process, you want to be different and better than any other salesperson that might be calling on this person. And it's all those little things that you do 
uh, like sending an agenda, like setting up the meeting professionally with, you know, how long we're going to be together, what's going to happen in the meeting, what will happen at the end of the meeting. All of those little things along the way separate you and make you look more professional and more trustworthy. Well, as I like to say, when I share one of those gold nuggets, I, I would say this is something that works so well for me. I stopped using it years ago. Yeah. And, that, <laughs> and that's probably you know, one of those agendas. And I think it's the fear, you know, the fear that if I if I send the agenda, you know, is that going to spook the uh, the prospect? If I send an agenda saying that at the end of this meeting, I'd like to, you know, I'd like you to make a decision whether we move forward or we don't move forward. And maybe it's uh, maybe it's that fear, um, you know, uh, making closing sales. Uh, it can be easy if you set it up that way and you have that relationship. So um, what about building that relationship? How important is building the relationship uh, to 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 getting the sale or making that sale a little bit easier to close? Yeah, I mean, we're still we're still human beings that um, are hardwired for connection, and it's a connection of trust. It's a connection of like. Uh, it's a connection around integrity and things like that. And so, um, really, we will all that relationship will always be important because the person is looking at you at all times and assessing you, even on a screen, for uh, your uh, uh, are you telling the truth. Are you confident in what you're saying? Do you seem like somebody who I can trust? And, and that's really what they're looking for. And the research shows that, that we make decisions based on those emotions, those gut feels, and we justify it with the numbers and the rational, you know, your, all of the statements you make in your proposal and things like that. We kind of justify what our gut, our gut is leading it, our intuition, our feeling about of trust of this person. So it's, it is, has always been and always will be part of the equation. And, and we know that, you know, we don't always connect with everybody. There's going to be people that you just, for some reason, you don't make that connection with them. And, uh, and, and my advice has been, if you can't make that connection, if you don't feel that you're getting that that feeling that this individual is uh, is on that same uh, wavelength with you, you know, sometimes it might be easier to move on to another prospect because you can't make a person like you and know you and trust you. Um, they're either not wired that way, or maybe they just you've done something and they just don't like you for some reason maybe you part your hair on the wrong side of the head or something like that um how important is it to assess that relationship early on so that you can decide whether you uh, move on to another prospect yeah i mean it makes me think of um what i call personality styles or behavioral styles mm -hmm. um i it, and it brings to mind oh, probably about 10 years ago now where i walked into an office uh, of a prospect who was, I can't remember his title, but he was a senior decision maker. And, um, you know, I go in there with my sort of usual, oh, there's a lot of construction outside your building, you know, just kind of making small talk. And he did not pick up on it at all. He just, yeah, <clears throat> here's the boardroom, you know, like he just, the whole thing just went dead. <clears throat> so I knew I wasn't dealing with somebody who liked a lot of small talk, wanted to talk about sort of the people side of life. He was going to be very task focused. I also knew based on that, that my proposal better dot every I and cross every T 
and I put appendix in there. It was the longest proposal I'd ever put together. <laughs> I didn't get the business. Um, and, you know, there could be a number of reasons, but I kind of feel like, and I was really dialing back, like actually on the proposal call, I took my colleague and she even made a comment about, wow, Linda, you were really different in that call. And I said, yeah, because the guy is really buttoned down. But she even noticed how I was just packing it all up. I yeah. still didn't get the business. I think he just didn't, you know, there wasn't that sort of connection. Right. And that's all important that salespeople need to be chameleon-like because you have to be able to flex your style and your personality to the prospect. You can't expect the prospect. And I hear that from salespeople. Oh, well, you know, they blame the prospect. No, eh, that's not the prospect's job to be, to have that flex in their style. That's your job um, as a salesperson. And, and, you know, it's a very important point that you recognize what style they are very you know, upfront. Are they analytical? If they're analytical. Yeah, they're not. They don't want to talk about their children. They don't want to talk about your children. They don't want to talk about what they did on the weekend. They say, let's just get to the meat and potatoes. And the sooner you can do that, then, you know, maybe that'll be the one that uh, will will pull the trigger so uh, you can move the sale along. Uh, Linda, what's your best piece of advice when you're when you're dealing with these, uh, you know, these kinds of styles and um, and making that close easier? Uh, how do we make that close easier? What's uh, what's the best piece of advice there? So I'm going to say the the uh, we're, I'll go back to something you and I discussed a few minutes ago around setting up the meeting. Uh, as to what's going to happen. So when you get to that proposal meeting, never, never, never email your proposal. Always take your proposal either to a Zoom meeting or to an in-person meeting. You need to be able to have the opportunity to walk through it, take questions, gauge their response. But once you've set, set something like this at the beginning of the meeting, like, and if this looks like a good fit for you and you're feeling good about our solution here, you know, we can go ahead. We can start actually working. We can start this right away. And, and so now they know you're going to ask. And then at the very end, you're going to say something like, shall we go ahead? Here's what happens next. Let's get started, shall we? Don't forget to do that. Never, ever leave it hanging. And if the prospect says, I'm going to take this away and go talk to my, my team about it, you know, I, I always recommend when is a good time for me to get back to you? How much time do you need to do that? Something like that. They say a couple of weeks. You say, why don't we set up a phone call for two weeks from now? you know, really get to the point, Absolutely. ask for the business. <laughs> and sometimes you might be surprised. They might give it to you. We've been in conversation with sales guru, Linda Kern. Linda is the president of the Kern Group. Linda, thanks for being with us. My pleasure.